set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we keep wrestling royal exclusively on Wrestle Addict Radio. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. Because, you know, in life, you're always told that if you work hard, if you chip away, if you plug away, if you do your job, then your moment will come, and I am sick of waiting for my moment. Also, joining me each and every week is the founder, Willie T, Will Tereshock. Well, The Rock knows exactly why you did what you did at WrestleMania. Because Stone Cold, you know, deep down inside, in your heart, in your soul, one-on-one, face-to-face, man-to-man, you know damn well you can't beat The Rock! And finally, joining us each and every week is the Queen Bee herself, the Kate Murphy. How does it feel that you were expecting a man to come out here? What you weren't expecting was the man. It's time for someone you to step up, step in, and fill your shoes. And there's only one person for that job. And I think these people would agree with me that that person is me. Together, we cover all things wrestling in and outside of the ring in the only way that we know how. So, without further ado... The king. The king of kings. Ladies and gentlemen, for the 190th time, I cannot believe we are still here. I cannot believe we are still doing this. I cannot believe that any of us haven't contracted the coronavirus yet, especially you, Kate Mercury, your coronavirus bombs from last week. Welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode 190. I am your coronavirus-free host, King Ricky Rose, um, your lead host and your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio. Find me at Ambassador Biggs wherever you have any social media, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Biggs. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We are loading up for episode 200, so we're going to talk about a lot of what I want to see done for 200 uh, coming up since we're in the 190th episode now. Uh, listen to us each and every week on Wrestle Addict Radio um, by finding Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, everything in between. Um, find Wrestle Addict Radio's uh, social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And today we have another special guest with us. Um, he is a part of the wrestling community. He's part of the independent wrestling community. He is part of the New York independent wrestling community and beyond, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing really quickly, referee Vincent Cantoni. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are, how's everyone doing today? We're still alive, still quarantined, so I guess we're doing all right. I am losing my mind. <laughs> I'm surprisingly <laughs> not. 
quarantine sucks as well as the coronavirus. So luckily, I, none of us have it. So that's great. Yes, some of the, some of the podcasts about usually. So, uh, <laughs> of course, along with Ref Vince as our guest, we also have our usual cast of subjects, including uh, Willie T. How are you doing, sir? Hey, hey, hey! I'm pretty good, dude. Um, still working, so I'm, I'm gonna survive at least for another month or so. I'm kind of, you know, day by day. Uh, you want to see me struggle with uh, Muggle, <laughs> Kate Murphy, Keys and Thomas, A R A S H U K. I don't know the middle where I'm to struggle, but uh, yeah, Kate Murphy, how you doing, girl? Speaking of speaking of struggling and Muggles, I am still unemployed because coronavirus is happening, and I'm rereading the Harry Potter series right now. Hey, wow, you need hey. something better to read. Me and like. Four of my friends are all reading the Sorcerer's Stone. It just like worked out that we're like, oh, we're just gonna reread Harry Potter. So we're all just kind of going through the books. I've been surviving with Disney movies and Zoom hangouts with my friends. So like, we had 15 people on a Zoom call the other night watching Mulan. Jesus. Good. And we and we had so we had it like set up through like one of my friends' computers so like we could all watch it. We're gonna do that for Mania as well. And we did. We set up Jackbox games through there too. Well, I am not excited for me anymore. It's fun. Like you get enough people, you can like do a legit game night in Zoom. It's this isn't as it's it's not great, but like yeah. socially, I feel like I'm doing okay. Okay, we got to talk about that Zoom thing off air. See if we can utilize it for the podcast and everything. Yeah, for sure. But. When you can't find me on Zoom, you can find me on Instagram at the Kate Murphy, and you can find me on Twitter at the Kate Murphy underscore. Yeah. Quarantine. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I know. For some reason, Kate, I really thought I don't mean to put you on blast, but I'm totally gonna put you on blast. For some reason, I thought you were reading that shitty Fifty Shades of Grey. I was. I was. I gave up five pages in. (laughs) Wow! Wow! Nailed it. You made it farther than me. I gave up two pages in. The writing, I didn't even make it to the sex. They didn't even meet. I couldn't do it. The writing's the that bad. That's how I feel about Harry Potter, to be honest with you. But that's just me. Really? That makes me sad. Yeah. It is actually well written. I'm I'm more of a Lord of the Rings person. Hey. I love Lord of the Rings. Oh, guys, tomorrow. we did it. Like me and me and Nash did too. the marathon. I forgot to tell you guys, we did the marathon. Six movies, extended editions, back to back to back to back to back to back. Twenty and a half hours. Out of control. I love it. Were they extended or standard? Extended. Extended. It was absolutely. It was nuck and futz. <laughs> I, will, I, I will never do that just to let you know you can not i don't care how long we're quarantined i'm never going to stoop that low to, oh, man, to be fun. watching all of those movies i mean they're great movies i just couldn't do all of that the books are long enough i don't need the movies i haven't read the books since elementary school tolkien's a freaking genius i read all three in fifth grade and i haven't read them since i have the hobbit that's on my quarantine book list the hobbit's Hobbit's amazing, but Lord of the Rings movie marathon, I'm thinking tomorrow. You're seeing how bad the quarantine's getting us, so we're totally nerding out and forgetting that this is a wrestling podcast. And we have we guest uh, Ref Vince Cantoni. So, with every new guest, what are we playing, children? First guest game! game! Let's fucking go. (laughs) Oh my god. All right. so, welcome, (laughs) uh, Ref Vince. Let's get to know you a little bit more. So, uh, first off, uh, Ref, Ref Vince, I'm going to call you Ref Vince. We're going to make you a caricature now on this podcast. Um, so what got you into wrestling? How did you start, you know, liking wrestling? 
Well, growing up with the father in the industry, I kind of grew up going around shows because my father is wrestling manager of Vinny Guido. So I went around going to shows with him all the time, watching WWE on TV and, you know, just kind of grew up around the industry. Gotcha. And so you naturally just you I mean, this is kind of in your blood, per se. Yeah, basically. Nice. I mean, my grandfather got my dad into it because my dad. Uh, way back when, when he was about my age, was going backstage at WWF shows because my grandfather was good friends with Chief J. Strongbow. God rest oh, his soul. That's wild. Yeah, right? So Jesus. Because of that, so because of that, I, in turn, got the same contacts as my dad, thus going backstage at, like, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, WWE, so on. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go off the beaten path real quick. What's the craziest thing you've seen backstage? Oh man, there's so much. Does it involve uh, Randy Orton pooping in bags? <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say backstage, you mean backstage at a show I've worked on, or like at the big companies? At the big companies, I was looking for. Uh. Haven't really seen anything too crazy as far as that goes, but I've heard crazy stories from my father from when he was a kid. Oh, oh, that should be interesting. That should be very, very interesting. All right. So next question. Well, what do we got? Uh, Your favorite wrestler right now and your favorite wrestler of all time. Now, when you say favorite wrestler, does that include indie wrestling or just a big company? Your favorite wrestler. Anybody. They're a wrestler. Uh, for favorite wrestler right now, I'm going to plug my, uh, friend Darius Carter. Uh, he works on the indies. He's a oh, very, I, know, I know Darius Carter. He is a very talented, uh, individual. And I gotta say he could probably top MJF as the top heel in the industry. That's a bull. I can, I can attest to that because Darius Carter is a huge dick. <laughs> I mean, like he is the nicest guy outside of working but once he gets a microphone in his hand he is the biggest douche but like he, he he's a great guy though well take your word for it <laughs> i was i was convinced that's how good his character was i was gonna this guy's a fucking asshole <laughs> in, in, in person though like his character yes his character is the biggest asshole because you know nothing says big asshole like pro wrestling's richest prize but um Outside of his character, though, he is, like, the nicest guy. Like, talking to him backstage and everything, getting to know the people. Like, it's just a good atmosphere. And Darius is really great to talk to. Now, did you meet him through the business, or did you know him prior to becoming a ref and him being wrestling? Uh, I saw him wrestle once before I started training. Okay. Gotcha. So, favorite wrestler of all time? I... Want to say Shawn Michaels, but he's in my top 10 list. Not my favorite. Gotta say probably Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Great choice. That is a great choice. Soft hands. Soft yeah, hands. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my, um, my favorite Ricky the Dragon Steamboat match was probably his uh, Intercontinental Championship match with uh, Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 3. Still yeah, holds up to the same. That is by far the best intercontinental championship match I've ever seen at WrestleMania. And it like still will probably be the best because no one's topping that. No, I still feel like Ricky, the dragon steamboat can go today. 
He can, and he still does on the indies. I have worked on shows like I haven't repped his match yet, but I've worked on shows where he has worked. That's, that's so, like that's so nuts. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. All right, so uh, next question we have. Uh, What's your finisher? Like, if you could have a finisher in the ring, what would your finisher be? Even as a ref. I forgot that. Like, refs should have finishers. I mean, when... You see, here's the thing. Referees are trained how to wrestle just like a wrestler does because occasionally they will have us wrestle in, like, some kind of referee versus referee or referee versus uh, wrestler gimmick match, right? You you, you take a bump. You take a few bumps every now and then. Oh, all the time. I been hit with chairs i've been thrown into a steel cage i've been like on that steel cage too when i uh bounced off the cage and took my bump i bumped in some tacks by the way oh it was one of those hardcore steel cage matches so it, w- it was pretty violent that was uh, at brock bronx wrestling federation yeah those bronx people are weird man <laughs> It's a great company, though. Love the people backstage. Smallest locker room in the world, though. Like, oh, my God. Like, BWF, great building. Darrow's Extreme Fitness, the world's smallest locker room, though. Like, I'd say if I had to guess, the locker room is about the size of my garage. That's a horrible locker room to be in. (laughs) Sounds very rare. So, like, Like, so what is your finisher? uh, Usually, I use the... uh, First version of the Dirty Deeds, the uh, Headlock Driver. Okay. Before he started, right. using, like, before he started using the uh, double arm hook DDT, he used the Headlock Driver, and I currently use that when I do wrestle in a like gimmick match, per se. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So here's a very important question: How in the hell did you find us? Uh, on Instagram, actually. I um. So you guys uh, did a podcast with uh, my good friend Brian Idol. So ah uh, uh, yes, that was such a fun episode. That was a great episode. That's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done, honestly. Yeah, he's known my father for a long time. He's known my father since his ring name was Earl Cooter before he even started doing the Brian Idol gimmick. <laughs> nice, Earl Cooter. Nice. What a name. Yeah, I know. Thank name. God he went to Brian. Thank God he went to Brian Idol. I like Earl Cooter though. Just you I don't, don't forget know. that name. Yeah, his match Obviously. with Goldust was pretty good too. Earl Cooter versus Goldust was like way back when at the uh, old uh, FTW stuff. Yeah, man. So you found us through Brian Idol. See, Instagram works, people. It's awesome. It's a great platform. T is in Thomas, A R A S H U K. First name Will. Will yet? No, he doesn't. No, I don't follow Will. Piece of shit. I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. Damn it. Um, Go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. All right. Well, what's the next question? Um, your favorite match of all time. That I'm going to do a little spin on this. Favorite match you've ever called, like ever ever uh, refereed, and why? Ever refereed. It's a tie between Danny Jordan versus Marty Bell or Eric Jaden versus Joey Ryan. Oh, we're gonna! I forgot about your affiliation with Joey Ryan. We're, Will's gonna have a lot of Joey Ryan questions for you. I am. I'm curious. Please tell me the story. <laughs> yeah, Joey Ryan's a good dude. Working with him is so easy. <laughs> all right. So, so all right. So, Mar- either the Marty Bell match or the match with uh with Joey Ryan. All right. So, last but not least, the most important question 
in all of the first guest game. You're just going to have to answer naturally. Are you Team Slack or are you Team Fuck You Slack? Yeah, I'm going to change my answer a little bit and go with Team Fuck You Slack because why not? Yes! One of these days. One of these days. The magic of editing, folks. The magic of editing is going to be great <laughs> on this one. Yes, another person to the club, and another reason why Slack probably has a horrible self esteem because of me and Will, actually. Because Will, Speak you are for my yourself. partner. I'm Team Slack, baby. I am captain what? of the very lonely Team Slack. <laughs> Slack, Slack, didn't, Slack himself didn't even pick Team We're Slack. We're your pilot. Yeah, my lord, Slack. You've been talking about a pilot for like two months now. And now the world is in quarantine, Slack. Give me the pilot. Give the or deadline. Else. All right. What is this? Show's on Thursday. I think, All he right, has so to have, I think he needs to have his pilot in by Sunday. I was going to say Friday, but you're being generous. So we'll give it I Sunday. I am being generous because this show comes out on Thursday. That Fine. gives him Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's a right. Sunday dinner time, Slack. Sunday, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Sunday Slack pilot. Do it. Go. God damn it. All right. So you have survived the first guest game. Thank you, Rep. Vince. Uh, we're going to get into some of your stories. But first, let's just let's talk a little bit about this week in wrestling. And I will have to say it, and it's going to be shocking, but, you know, you have to give the devil his due. AEW was fantastic. It was really good. It was. It was Brody really Brody fucking good. And the exalted one, Brody Lee. That's all I got to say. Whatever. <laughs> Brody Lee's a video package, but Broken Bad Hardy with Vanguard 1. <laughs> The fucking trout flying in. Did, did anyone else <laughs> notice? Did anyone else notice at the end of AEW the director was counting down from ten? I heard that on SmackDown too. You heard it on SmackDown? Yeah. I didn't hear it on. I listened for it. I didn't hear it on SmackDown or on Raw. But I know it's on AEW. I was like, oh, that <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what actually? That's AEW almost just- as bad as anyone remember the uh, no disqualification match between uh, what was it? Uh, Nikki Bella and uh, Natalia on SmackDown a few years ago. Oh, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Match. That, was- that, that was that was a great match up until the camera got too close and you can hear them communicating with each other, totally exposing the business. Like, good job. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Okay. Throw me on the barricade. Woo. Like, they, <laughs> it's, like, like a John C- it's like a John Cena the match. The camera caught all of that. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was that like, there goes Kayfabe. There goes Kayfabe. God K-Fabe damn it. For a while. Um, what I enjoyed about the AEW show. Oh, yeah. This, what I enjoyed about the AEW show is that they just have an advantage over WWE in this standpoint is that their place is bigger. Yeah. Not like yeah. the before, not that their place is better, but their place is like legit just an empty arena, not like a not like a training facility. So they were able to legit put off all their pyro and make it look like a show without fans. And that's just one thing that AEW's place for an empty arena show is just better. And then they utilized their talent that wasn't wrestling, I think, a lot better. Yeah, like MJF and Sean Spears literally betting on wrestling. This made me such a happy person. <laughs> <laughs> and getting Tony Schiavone in on it. Yeah, dude. Like it was just it, it was clever. They were they were they outsmarted WWE. Like it was the first time they put on a better, like an actual better product production-wise, not just character-wise, storylines, presentation-wise, they did a better job than WWE for the first time. 
Yeah. Yeah, but uh, WWE then came back and capitalized and said, we got ESPN. Because as, as you guys know, WWE is airing old um, WrestleManias for the Sundays leading into the now two-night WrestleMania. So that, there's a lot to unravel here. So the MSG controversy, the MSG rumor that we talked about being a legitimate thing got squashed. They're moving WrestleMania to two nights, Saturday and Sunday. They they got Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, a.k.a. Gronk, who we already knew that signed to WWE. It's going to be the official host of this two-night WrestleMania. And on top of that, we're going to give away the old WrestleMania. They've been streaming the old WrestleMania matches on ESPN on Sundays. The first one they did was WrestleMania 30, which, by the way, is an absolute top five WrestleMania looking back at it. Yeah, that WrestleMania um, is fantastic. That was a great WrestleMania. Yeah, so they I mean, showed all the highlights of that. Like, I even like the end of the streak. That was actually pretty surprising. Like they, that was shocking, but it was such a good match. Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar tore the house down. That By the way, happy birthday, birthday, happy birthday, Undertaker! Have I worked with the Undertaker? No, no, no. no. It's his birthday. Happy no, birthday. It's his birthday. Sorry. Happy birthday. Right? Yeah. I thought I thought you said for a second, "Have you worked with the Undertaker?" I was like, "Uh, no. I have met him numerous times, but I have not." worked with them yet sadly now, have you met the undertaker or have you met this new guy named mark calloway it's a huge difference <laughs> i kind of met both <laughs> <laughs> explain i met the real him and i met his character uh, okay did oh, he like yeah. was he like in like a cassidy rides out of a cassidy look at you and was like hi i'm mark What's <laughs> up? No, I just kind of caught him at a convention uh, not long ago before I did one of my shows, uh, and um, he was there signing autographs and uh, you know did a little uh, hey how you doing and um, you know met his character and then after when he got all his gimmicks off and stuff like that um, had a conversation with him outside. Oh, that's, cool. <laughs> that's pretty badass. One of the topics him and I talked about was actually the uh, first Inferno match with him and Kane. Ooh. Did he give you some inside information? Uh, he, he was just talking about what he was, like, thinking going into the match. But I don't know if he said it on another podcast or not, so I'm just going to, in case not, in case someone else gets him on podcast, I'm just going to keep that one to, you know... Let it be suspenseful. Like, did you call him Mark, Mister Taker, or Mister Calloway? <laughs> uh, I was just like, I didn't even know what to say. Like, oh, hi, Mister um, Taker, Mister Calloway, whatever you want me to call. It. Like, he was like, Mister Calloway's fine. I was <laughs> Mr. like, Mister Taker. Mr. Taker, I would, I would have just said hi, sir. Like I didn't even like would even try like Mister Taker, Mister Calloway. Like, I would hey, I'm like, what's hi, up, sir? dude? I, I would have called him dude. <laughs> I'm all hip. What's up, Take? How you doing, Take? <laughs> Yo, BSK, right? BSK. <laughs> Anyone remember when the Undertaker was Mean Mark Callis in WCW? Dude, no I wasn't alive. I wasn't alive. <laughs> I was dead. <laughs> Were you a dead man? I was. I was a dead man. Got him. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh man, yeah. So, um, oh my God. Speaking of Taker, um, did anybody w- listen to AJ Styles' promo against Taker on oh, Raw? Great, a boneyard match. What the fuck is a boneyard well, you match? You know what I saw on a dirt sheet today? 
So you know how they're doing like a boneyard match? They're going to yes. do some like, remember the uh, House of Horrors match? Oh, no. They're going to do cinematic matches. So yeah, they have boneyard. to. They have to. Yep. They're going to yeah. build out a set. Yep. Which is fine. It's a good call, but let's make it a casket match. Yeah, or a graveyard all match. All I wanted was a casket match. But why a boneyard and a graveyard? A buried alive match would have been fine. Like Kane's or match on a, a pole ma- match. A normal like, match would be fine. Like I don't know. I'm not expecting anything from Mania. I'm just not. Yeah, I don't. You, I honestly don't want to watch it. You got to keep an open mind for this. this I am going to watch it. It's just this is uncharted territory. Completely uncharted territory for Mania, so we gotta we but gotta do the best we can. Yeah, I, I don't blame WWE. It's just it's hard. Yeah, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in the position that they, that they are in, but I feel like they're gonna make this they're gonna make it work somehow. You have all the characters in the right spots right now. All the promos are off the charts. AJ Styles used to be Undertaker's Tiger video, and comparing <laughs> him to the Tiger King. <laughs> Was amazing. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh, <laughs> that, that was really funny. <laughs> I do have a mania update. Is it, are you talking about the quarantines? Yes. Dana Brooke and Rey Mysterio quarantined. Yes. Even yeah. though they're ace, even though they're asymptotic at the moment. But maybe Carmelo will get into the WrestleMania card now. Who the fuck knows? Maybe. Um so you you have that going on. You have Mania's two days. I mean, like I said, you have all the characters. You have you have crazy ass Gronk, who is your drunk uncle on steroids. Dude, um, what the fuck was he doing on SmackDown, dude? It was his like, entrance is something. That was god awful. He already has merch. Okay, it's not good merch either. It not, it's your first merch isn't always great. I mean, look at AJ Styles' first merch. That wasn't. Amazing. I don't remember AJ's first match. Exactly. Old English pod AJ, and it sold out the day he uh, debuted. That's disgusting. <laughs> iconic shirt. Um, so I mean, you, you have it. You have Gronk. You have all these characters. You got a lot going on. I think the right people are in the right spots for Mania. There's just not going to be a crowd. Yeah, dude. This, this was going to be a top ten Mania. Mania attendance record. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, that's what I want. I want rest. I want WWE to go full blown with this. Like, all right, no one's here. Let's just make fun of it. Like, they already did the "I wasn't there" T-shirt, which I already ordered. Um, I you want them to it. Go, oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I return to work, that's going to be my casual Friday shirt. My friend Rich bought it too. <laughs> um, I haven't I bought want, it yet, but I'm about to. <laughs> I want them. I want them to do like an attendance record thing. I want them to have fake pyro. I want. I want them to just totally shit on their own product, like Miz and Morrison have, no have been doing. Miz and Morrison on SmackDown was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> we're not bacon. I, we're ham. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think instead of pyro, they should just do Bailey buddies for everyone's entrances. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Anyone remember the uh, WrestleMania 35 uh, Bailey entrance spot where the, like... Does it go off? Yeah, like, they, they, they went <laughs> off, but they were just, like, They're down the, the entire time. They wouldn't even go, like... Was that 35 Sasha or 33? Sasha Banks could not keep a straight face. She was laughing while walking to the ring. Like, I was like... Man, that's you know what happens? Bailey, but and I'm glad she got rid of a gimmick because her Bailey buddies 
can never perform on the big stage. They, they, they get stage fright. They definitely get stage fright. You know what they should do? If they bring back the Bailey Buddies, it's a stupid gimmick. They should put masks on them. They should put like face masks on them. Coronavirus masks. <laughs> yeah. That might be too far, but it'd be really funny. Put WrestleMania masks on them. <laughs> yeah, I want like I want them to do the attendance record thing. I want them to have our truth in the in, at Raymond James Stadium by himself <laughs> with the twenty four seven championship. Like I want it all to happen. Like just go green, balls to wall. They should it. put him in a green screen at Raymond James so he doesn't go. There's no one at the stadium. Not even Tom Brady's there. Okay, so yet yeah, Tom Brady's not there yet. So. I mean, like, it, it is what it is. So we, we got to figure this out. And just this just in for uh, WrestleMania and stuff, all the NXT TakeOver matches, as we move over to NXT, all the NXT TakeOver matches are going to be on regular NXT TV in the next couple. I think April 1st. April, April 1st, day, NXT gotcha. is it's going like- to be TakeOver Empty Arena. April Fool's. <laughs> Which I feel like there are shenanigans involved, and Triple H has absolutely everything to do with this, even though he got a demotion. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see what goes on with it. Um, you know, we have NXT, we have Mania. Uh, this is going to be a wild, wild time in wrestling. Uh, but that's just the mainstream people. Let's move over to the indie stuff. And ref, ref Vince, you're obviously on the indie scene. How has the uh, how is the Rona? Uh, affected your ability to work in all of the companies that you work for? Well, uh, all of my shows that I had for uh, this month and next month have either been postponed or canceled completely. Mm-hmm. And, like, I see a lot of companies out there that are doing, like, empty arena shows just to put it on, like, Fight TV, Nothing Else on TV, Title Match mm-hmm. Network, and YouTube yeah. and so on and so forth. But like none of the companies I was booked for happens to be doing that, unfortunately. So I am stuck home, quarantined, bored out of my goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's get this straight here. Like, like you are fully into the wrestling culture. Like refereeing is your profession. Yes. There, there's nothing. This isn't a side job. This is the main thing. So you, currently now, yeah. are, I mean, I'm yeah. still looking for a regular nine to five job so I can get an extra paycheck. But like right. for now, yeah, this is what I do full time. How do how um, does one become a referee? Because honestly, growing up, I wanted to be one of two people in wrestling. I never wanted to be a wrestler. I d- didn't care to be like in the ring hurt myself, get in that crazy shape. I want to be one of two Michaels. I want to be Michael Cole or Mike Chioda. Um, I want to, I always wanted to be a referee. So how does one become a referee? Uh, it's pretty much the same process as becoming a wrestler or anything else in the uh, wrestling industry. You got to go to a wrestling school for it. Me personally, I trained over at New York Wrestling Connection in Deer Park, Long Island. Hey, Kate. Uh, Hi. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, trained by uh, former NXT star Bull Dempsey, now going by Bull, Bull James. Bull Dempsey, on- baby. That's a name. Yeah, Bull Fit. Oh, I miss, yeah, I miss Bull Dempsey. I was, I was thinking Bull, about him the other day. Uh, Mike Mondo um, was Mikey in the Spirit Squad. Uh, Mikey! Matt Stryker, <laughs> uh, Kenny Dijkstra, 
Damn, that's a good Uh-oh. list of names, honestly. Mikey Whipbrook. Oh, Mikey Whipbrook. Oh, of course. Wrest- wrestled in jammies, baby. Uh, occasionally, Tony Nese comes down to train with us because he trained there as well. Uh, he was actually one of my trainers before he got signed to WWE. What a stud. Long Island Spinus right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trent Beretta comes down and trains with us every once in a while. So how long, been, how long, how long have you been a referee? Uh, pr- relatively new, like uh, two, three years. Not long. Uh, just started putting up my... Uh, I didn't put up any of the uh, stuff I had when I was green because, you know, I was learning. So that right. doesn't really count. But I was working on shows then. Um, I started putting up my uh, stuff um, once I started getting better, roughly around a year or two ago. So around two, three years in the business. Okay. So so when you're training to be a ref, you know, do you, do you show up to wrestling school and you're just like, hey, I'm Vince and I want a referee? And like, so like, I mean, you're taking the, obviously you're taking the general, you know, bump courses and everything. But then when does your training really like differentiate from everybody else? It really doesn't. Like they uh, teach us how to wrestle just like a wrestler does. And then the only thing that's different is when you're training to be a referee, when they're doing their like um, their match spot drills, they have you in there when you're not doing the spot drill yourself. They have you in there like refereeing as if it was a match. Gotcha. Everything's going and, you know. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're pretty much a wrestler in disguise. Pretty much, yes. Hmm. Interesting. Do you ever want to become a wrestler? If I wanted would to you transition to full-time like, wrestling, I could do that as well. But Would you? Would you like being a referee? I love being a referee because it's a hell of a lot safer. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm not... All due respect, you don't see me doing what Matt Tremont's doing with the hardcore deathmatch stuff. I would love to, but it's just like the hospital bills will be like exponentially high. And I'm no. All right. What's the craziest thing you've seen in the ring? Uh, Probably a kitchen sink. Yeah. So what? what let me um yes please explain please we were doing a death match right and i was like it wasn't the match i was roughing i was just kind of chilling after like you know watching in the crowd getting something from concessions i was about to go backstage and i just watching and i see them go under the ring i was like okay they're getting a weapon they come out with the motherfucking kitchen sink and i'm like what the fuck i was like when did they have time to go to home depot for this shit (laughs) (laughs) the biggest question is that they buy the installation package it was literally just the (laughs) same i was like if they had the whole marble like setup with it too i would have been like what the fuck (laughs) but yeah, in that match, they use everything, including the kitchen sink. The kitchen instead sink. of everything but the kitchen sink. Like, you know the saying, everything but the kitchen sink? They use everything, everything including the kitchen sink. I get it. Amazing. There was another match where I saw where they used the fucking toaster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You never, you never see the toaster. 
Touch it should be used more. It's a good blunt object. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think it would hurt a fuck ton. Exactly. You could even throw a toaster at somebody. Be fucking hysterical. Um. So yeah. All right. So let's go into the uh, the art of being a referee because I mean everybody and their mother talks about the art form of wrestling, but we never talk about the art form of being a referee. So what is different about being a referee than being a wrestler? Well, it's virtually the same as far as like being in the ring, being a part of the match goes, but the referee really is the most important part of the match because without the referee, the match is just kind of pointless because like we got to like help make it look as real as possible. We react to everything the wrestler does. We enforce the rules. We help with the communication. Like, I don't know if you ever noticed like when they're doing like a uh, chin lock or something like that on the ground during a rest Mm -hmm. spot, how like they're always covering their mouth like this. Yeah. That's because they're communicating what they're going to do to fill in the time between the spots. So like that, they use that time to like communicate. Like if someone got injured, they'll say it in those spots. If like um, they're looking to fill in a time between a spot, they'll just call something on the fly. Um, Yeah. We got to pay attention to that. Um, Well, while we're there, like checking on them, seeing if they want to, like, you know, give up in that situation. We're also kind of listening for what they're going to do. So that way we know not to be in their way, but kind of mm-hmm. like be there so that we know it's going to happen kind of like, yeah, we got to enforce that. Uh, one of the most important things about being a referee is we have to like legitimately make sure they're okay after every move as well, because like accidents happen, people get injured. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever make sure that they're uh, legitimately okay? Have you ever thrown up um, the X? See if they want to continue. If not, just throw up the uh, X. Make sure the doctors in the back know that uh, when they get back there, they need immediate medical attention. That kind of stuff. Okay. Have you ever had to do that? Like, have you ever had to stop a match against like a wrestler's will? I haven't had to stop a match, but I have had to throw up the X before. Hey. Gotcha. How scary was that? Uh, it Please, was, Ricky, it was a work. Like, <laughs> it, it was scary because, like, I was like, oh, shit, he's actually fucking hurt. But at the same time, I was like, he's going to be all right. I'm going to just make sure he uh, he's able to finish, like, the match or at least end it with the next spot and then uh, get him immediately to the medical attention in the back. And mind you, this was during a fucking ladder match. So I was oh, like, Jesus. yeah, he, uh, his ring name is, uh, Cash Camacho, uh, his, uh, ring king Cash Camacho. But, um, it was a, um, it was a ladder match. Well, it was really a tables, ladders and chairs match, but ladder match nonetheless for the East coast for wrestling long Island championship. So that was at the Ron Conkoma fire department on uh, long Island. So what happens is uh, he goes for to jump off the ladder for to catch his opponent, uh, Lawrence Spiral, with a code breaker off the ladder. When he does that, he hit the code breaker and everything, but when he jumped, the rung snapped. Oh. And he ended up injuring his ankle. Ooh. 
Ooh, that, was okay. only, that was recently. It was only on March seventh. Oh wow! So that's like really recent. So the couple is—is is he recovering now? Is he doing okay? Right now he's doing okay. He's just quarantined, taking care of his mother because uh, uh, you know he's doing the right thing. He's still going to work and everything. Uh, yeah, he—he's—he's he's all right now. That's awesome. That's 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 good to hear. Um, Kate, do you have any questions for Refidents? Sorry. Kate, stop being high and focus. <laughs> Kate, eyes <I> front. <laughs> God damn it, Kate. Sorry, guys. I'm not here today. Kate's up in a cloud with the coronavirus bombs. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> you guys do share a connection because you were trained at NYWC and so was Ref Vin. So mm-hmm. you guys must know some people. When did I mean, you? When were you in NYWC? Like, when did you start? Uh, I started training there around like 2017, 2018. Okay, I I was there for literally like three months in 2016. Okay, I was part of the Hounds of Hatred. Right. So that means you know Bo. Yes. Yes. Bo, Bo's cool. Bam. Bo is my. Yeah. Bo is how I got into NYWC. Bo is the nicest guy. He I, was my boss at GameStop. <laughs> yeah. So Dave was my boss at GameStop, and he knew I was like really into wrestling. So I remember we went to we saw um, him wrestle in like November 2015, and then right after Psycho Circus, he had like messaged me like on Facebook, and he's like, "Would you ever want to like join this?" He's like, "We need a girl," and I'm like, "Yeah." So I did that for a little while, and yeah, but Bo's like the nicest guy. Um, Mike is pretty cool too. Um, you know, and, he's he's he's, and, he's a sweetheart. Damn, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, can you imagine? No, just, my my manager boss. at GameStop is like, "Hey, you want to become a wrestler?" No, never in a million <laughs> years. <laughs> Like I get, I'm just picturing it right now. Like it's after work. I had a- you're outside. The manager's like going for like a smoke, literally a like, smoke hey, break. <laughs> yeah, it's like hey, Keith. Kid. Why have a black eye? Or excuse me, Bo. Why is your eye? What happened, Bo? Dude, wrestling. You ever thought about doing it? Yeah, let's do it. We need a girl. All right, I'm in. I have tits and a badge. I'm in. <laughs> is that how it went, Kate? Pretty much. Yeah, Kate's a little out, out of them. Oh, Kate's all, sure, Kate. Kate's all staticky. Yeah. Yes, Kate. Yeah, Kate's, yes, Kate's off the Richter <laughs> that's right not, now. That's not the uh, weed. <laughs> so, while, while, <laughs> so while we work on getting Kate back, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about Ref Vince and his wild stories from the road. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. What is going on, everybody? This is your favorite Canadian, Mr. Fretz, from the Game Changer Podcast. You are listening to WrestleOtic Radio. What's going on, everybody? Do you remember the Monday Night Wars? You know, the quote-unquote greatest time in wrestling. Well, was it? Because this is Wrestle Wars, and in Wrestle Wars, we go and or I go, Willie T, Tisa Thomas, A R A S H U K, goes down and breaks down week by week, month by month, pay per view by pay per view, every year of. The fabled Monday Night War. I was right. WWF versus WCW with the sprinkled in 
ECW starting in January of 1996 all the way up to March of 2001. You will get a month by month breakdown of who won the Monday Night Wars. What you can expect from this show, monthly scoring system. You got the mid card, undercard and main event. So who is actually going to win the Monday Night Wars? You have to listen and find out. On our $5 Patreon page. It's only $5, guys. You can watch along with me, Willie T, and enjoy the chaos that is the Monday Night Wars on Wrestle Wars. What's going on, guys? Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective here, and you're listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast on Wrestle Addict Radio. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio. We got ref Vince Cantoni in the building, and now it's time for a little bit of KOTR story time featuring the professional himself, ref, ref Vince. So so let's let's let me just let's just have you go at it right now, ref Vince. Just give us a story that you're thinking of at the moment right now before we start questioning you on everything. Well, there is a story from uh, I did a uh, convention uh, show in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, it was uh, me. Uh, th- this this story is really funny. We end up losing my dad at a titty bar. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a good place By to way, lose I've, him. I've seen your dad's Instagram. What a wild man to grow up with. Yeah, it, it gets pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so. the best response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Story time. So, um, here's what happened. So it's me, my dad, a promoter of a show that we, um, cause like we went there originally to represent, uh, gimmick tree entertainment, modern vintage wrestling, uh, just so happens the promoter of the convention wanted to use me on his, uh, wrestling portion of the show. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So we're there, we're doing our thing. Go back to the hotel. Right. And, uh, Literally, Fort Wayne, Indiana, is like the titty bar capital of the world. Like what? they've got, they have got <laughs> a titty bar on every corner. It's like, like Starbucks. P- yeah, it's like pizzerias in New York City. They're on every. <laughs> corner. There's everywhere. <laughs> That's so refreshing. <laughs> well, we got to drive to Indiana again. Dude, I know we were there. We were just there. Yeah, we were just in the area. <laughs> so we're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're doing our thing. Get back to the hotel. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to, you know, go on Facebook, post my stuff, do some self-promotions. You guys go have fun, right? So what happens is I'm in the hotel. The other three, my dad, Sheehan, and uh, the promoter, Charlie, uh, went to the um to the titty bar down the street, right? Funny story. By the way, this motel had the shittiest room I have ever stayed in. Like literally, I waited till I got to the venue to take a dookie because the there was blood on the Dude. toilet seat and there was blood what? in the bathtub. I was like, what? no. I'm not using that shit. I was like, I will either hold it in the entire trip or I will use it at the venue. There is no you know, way. That, knew- that sounds like someone got murdered in your room. <laughs> like, it actually, I like weird shit. I was like, either yeah, someone Kate likes Murphy. a lot of blood play or like. 
like or maybe like someone decided to do it on their uh on the rag or possibly quite possibly someone could have gotten killed in there but i'm gonna anyway. go with, yeah it was port Wayne, indiana someone got murdered yeah it's a hate crime a shitty motel room Never staying there again. So, like, on a scale of four seasons to Motel Six, you were at a Super Eight. Yeah, it was so bad. Like, I would rather spend my time in the Norman Base Motel than. <laughs> but how is the content? How is the continental breakfast? <laughs> there was literally nothing. Hey, Bloody Mary, I get it. That's a good one, Kate. (laughs) Oh, nice. Their idea of continental breakfast was telling us to go to McDonald's. Amen to that, dude. Hey, McGriddles all day, man. Anyway, so... Close to 10. What happens is, they leave, they go to the titty bar, Shion comes back, and me and him, we're chilling in the room, we're talking, Charlie comes back, we're chilling, we're talking... We just want to get the fuck out of there because at this point, we got a long drive back to New York. This is the shittiest motel I've ever seen in my godforsaken life. And like, I'm like, let's just get the fuck out of here. So we pack up the car, check out. We go to the uh, titty bar where where they went to, right? We're going in there. My dad is nowhere to be found. (laughs) They know us. Uh, they t- they tell us that he was uh, kicked out and arrested for um, tongue punching you know, a strippers with, 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 with a group of people for doing some stupid shit because apparently there was someone there that looked like my father. He didn't get arrested anyway. So now we're like panicking. We're going to every titty bar in the area, seeing if he went. There. <laughs> like we like we we were like driving around. We called the precinct. We were like. Hi, um, we're from New York. Uh, we got, uh, we we heard about this uh guy. He's like the most New York looking motherfucker you've ever seen in your <laughs> life. Uh, has been arrested at a local titty bar. Uh, can you guys like see if he's there? <laughs> Points in the right direction. Up. Check lock up. He's nowhere to be found. So, what happens is, like now we're even more worried. We're like driving around the entire the entire uh, fucking town now. And then the promoter's like, you know, we could just leave him here and get him a flight home. I was like, at this point, we might have to do that. So we're, we're like, of course that was a joke because, you know, trying to make it funny. So like, we're, um, we're, we're driving around looking for him. We see the motherfucker stumbling drunk down the road, walking as if he was a zombie from the walking dead. Like, (laughs) nice. Classic. Like he was that drunk. Like it was the funny. Like I was like, oh my god. Like we got him in the car, and then he explains everything what actually happens. He was in the titty bar until he decided to go for a walk. The reason why we couldn't find him is because he was in the smokers lounge with the promoter of the club and at least six strippers. Nice. Hey. Wow. Nice. Wow. Amazing. With lap dances on the house. Wow. How? <laughs> it was my birthday. I couldn't even get one. <laughs> on the house, at least. I got plenty of lap dances. <laughs> wow. That's that's amazing. When Will said how, he wants to know how we can be just like that. 
Shit, man. I mean, like that that was probably one of the funnier road stories I have. Um I have a few road stories where I actually ribbed some people in the business because why not? Oh, of course. You gotta rip somebody in wrestling. Almost like the time we were partying and we decided to prank call Killer Cross at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> Oh, it was a horrible idea, but it was so worth it. Okay, all right. So here's my question. When you prank called Killer Cross at five in the morning, how close was he to you when you made this call? On the other side of the country. (laughs) Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck him. Call away. (laughs) What's that? Whatever. Rip him. (laughs) You see, I came up with the idea to do prank calls. So we prank called Killer Cross, Elijah Burke. Medusa, we prank called Kurt Angle, Eric Joff. <laughs> wait, wait, why did you prank call Medusa? She's such a sweet lady. Because, like, you see, when you work in the business, like, you get to know people to the point where if you prank call someone, they're just not going to kill. Like, they're going to, like, know it's a rib. Medusa is the nicest person. She knows my dad for a long time, but, like, it was just really funny. It was just- all right, here's my question. When you prank called Eric Bischoff, what did you say to him? I don't even remember what was said. I just remember we prank called You him. did a great do- job on SmackDown, let me tell you. <laughs> actually, I think it was something related to SmackDown, actually. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, it was so funny. I gave the idea to prank call Dan the Beast Severn, too. Because my dad also, knows. Sounds bro. like you have a death wish. <laughs> that's what every, that's what the biggest balls in the industry. Uh, yeah, that, that's what that's what everyone in the um in the hotel room said. They're like, "Do you have a death wish?" Because at the time, Dan the B Seven was literally like a town or two over. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I wouldn't call Dan the B Seven unless he was like like half the world over. <laughs> like he's the nicest guy though, like. I've I've seen what he's done. <laughs> yeah. Nice or not. Fuck that. All right. Well, I'm going to give the floor to you. Go Joey Ryan crazy. Uh, I please tell me Joey Ryan's an asshole. That's all I want to hear. He's actually really nice. God damn it. <laughs> I was hoping, I was afraid <laughs> you'd say that. I mean, no, that that's good to hear. Um, he could be a bit of an asshole, but when he was working with me, he was like really nice. What's the weirdest like, thing you've ever seen Joey Ryan do? Uh, we were originally gonna do a uh, spot where the referee takes a dick flip, but we um, they scrapped that because the match got cut short because one of the matches uh, prior to that uh, went like five or six minutes over time, so we had to cut like a spot or two short to shorten the match. But has it was ever, a match overall. Has but, he ever put yeah. his lollipop in your mouth? <laughs> Thank God, no. But like, uh, <laughs> that's a uh, coronavirus. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be doing that shit. <laughs> so you almost took a dick flip. Yeah, almost. <laughs> were you like preparing for? It? Like, did he tell you like, hey, we're gonna do a spot before the match? Like he, he like they told me every spot in the back. And yeah. Then, and, like it got cut short because one of the matches 
prior to us got uh, like five or six minutes over time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Joey Ryan, Dick Flip King. My God. So, I mean, how do you sell for a spot like that? A lot of acting is like uh, <laughs> put into that. Ah, uh, like I could only imagine. I mean, this is also a guy who was a tag team with Candice LeRae yeah, in the Indies. The dick flip is you just grab his thigh, which has nothing to do with the you like grab his like inner thigh, and then you just do a flip bump. It's really not that hard. <laughs> I mean, that's awkward enough. I would never grab another man's inner thigh. <laughs> I I was like. I I love watching the dick flip because it's entertaining, but I personally did not want to take that at all. I was like, like I was kind of happy that the other match went a little bit over time because I really did not feel like taking that. But ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely amazing! All right, so where's the farthest you've gone for wrestling? I mean, you're based on Long Island, but like, how far have you traveled to go to do uh, refereeing? That's a good question. Uh, I've done shows in Philly. I've done shows in Ohio. I've done shows in Indiana. Um, I've done shows a lot. You know, that's a hard question because, like, I don't really remember. Like, I've gone so many places. Like, I don't even remember which was the furthest. Like, it's just so many places. Too hard to keep track of them all. You know. Yeah, tax season must be a bitch for you. Have you been to Corpus Christi? Yes, I've been to Corpus Christi. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Just uh, <laughs> not for wrestling, but like just to, um, you know, just to hang out with some people. You know, people in Corpus Christi, sign us up. <laughs> nah, dude, I want to go to Corpus Christi. That's fine. You, 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 you. <laughs> Texas is so bad. Texas food is amazing. I don't know. You don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah, Kate, um, Kate what are you talking about? You're not a vegetarian or anything. Like, what? Yeah, how can you say Texas food is bad? That's just like the most inaccurate statement I've ever heard. I've even been to Texas. Yeah. Yeah, Texas is amazing. What are you talking about? Right? How dare you? Take it easy, Kate. I said I want to go to Texas so bad. All right, just making sure. I like that the food is so bad. No, I've never been to Texas. <laughs> Texas I is got, nice. I had some good friends in, uh, in the Dallas area that we can always chill with if we ever go down. Which you might because Survivor Series hint hint. Um, so, Dallas is here? Uh, that's the rumor. Nope. Uh, so, let, let, so speaking of which, uh, do, I mean, you're, what's the biggest promotion that you've ever repped for? Uh, I want to say either Gimmickry Entertainment Modern Vintage Wrestling or possibly Brie Combination Wrestling. Because, like, um, Brie Combination Wrestling is uh, when I worked with Marty Bell and Joey Ryan. Um, two separate shows, uh, but um, I've been working with uh, Modern Vintage Wrestling for a while. Uh, they hired big names. Um, originally, we're I don't know if we're still gonna do this, but uh, at Tollman Joe's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, May 9th, uh, we are doing a outdoor event on their outside deck. Um, kind of like a tournament of death kind of thing uh, from what I can understand. Ooh. But uh, where um, it's like a regular show mixed a tournament of death kind of interesting stuff. But um, yeah, it's an outside show run by uh, Gimmick Entertainment Modern Vintage Wrestling uh, from 11 in the morning to 5 in the afternoon. Um, I know it's early for a show, 
but it's like more of like a outside convention rather than with some wrestling show. Like it's gonna be a big event. And on top of that, um, Impact Wrestling is sending us their stars to work on our show in the morning and afternoon. Nice. And then, and then afterwards, um, the promoter said that he got me a spot to referee on Impact Wrestling uh, later that night uh, at the 2300 Arena. Wow. Oh, shit. Congratulations, my dude. Thank you. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I got to say that's probably going to be the biggest I'm working on. But yeah, it hasn't Impact, happened yet. In fact, it's still alive. Yeah. 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 Impact, Impact still, it still counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, that that eleven to five tournament of death convention thing literally just sounds like a great day to day drink and just chill and watch wrestling. Yeah, not to mention the twenty three hundred arena is literally a five minute walk from Tollman Joe's. Oh, perfect! You get some cheesesteaks on the way too. It sounds like a great day. To be completely honest with you, and he like, paid for it, and and not 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 to mention that the event in the morning is being. Um, what is it called? Um, catered, but is being is being catered, as well as broadcast on Fight TV is being catered by Pat's King of Steaks. Oh, perfect! We're in. I'm a Gino's guy myself, but I'll I'll make substitutions for Pat's. You see, I love both, but I like Pat's more because whenever I'm there, I always get free shit. <laughs> My God, you, we we all right, can we just bring him on the road wherever we go? Yeah, that sounds That's like a that idea. sounds like a plan. I have a back seat. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> uh, giving a shout out to my boy Sam Garcia. He is a Philadelphia police at night, but during the day he runs Pat's King of Steaks. Nice. So because of him, every time I'm in the Philadelphia area, he always hooks me up with free cheesesteaks. Damn. <laughs> For bro. me and. For me and anybody who's with me. So the so next time we're going in Philly, we're picking you up and we're, we're driving down. Right? For yeah. fuck's sake. Like, awesome. Yeah, and they're catering the event that we're doing for free. Literally, That's unreal. Over, over, over 100 cheesesteaks for free. What day is this event? Probably <laughs> <laughs> May 9th. This might be doable. <laughs> this might be doable for everybody. It's a good, yeah, it's a couple of months away. We should be out of quarantine by then, hopefully May 9th. That's a sad, oh, it's day trip. Kate, we're going. We're going. <laughs> you might see us there. <laughs> that is a totally doable day trip for everybody I mean, involved. I mean, if you guys do go, you guys could probably do a podcast on the show, like how the show went and everything, people who wrestled on the show, stuff like that. Yeah. We'll bring your equipment. Yeah, we can definitely do that. We can we can we can definitely figure something out for that. Uh on in, in that case, obviously, obviously Philly. Now I'm thinking of cheesesteaks and I'm fucking hungry. So we're gonna wrap the show up at some point down the road. Because also Dark Side of the Ring is coming on. I do want to talk about Dark Side of the Ring and all of that wild stuff. Uh but wait, wait till next wait till next week so we can get the full Benoit story. Fair, yeah. fair. We'll wait till next we'll week. We'll see you next week. Episode 191, The Crippler. Um, so, oh, Jesus. What? <laughs> what? No, nothing, it's nothing. A good title. Yeah, no, 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 no objection. Yeah. Um, so my, my question for you is, Ref Vince, um, 
do you have aspirations of going like higher in, I guess, the referee hierarchy? Like, do you have aspirations of making it to like an AEW or WWE and being one of those refs on the road pretty much 24 7? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty young into it, but I mean, you have your dad who is pretty much a wrestling legend on the island here <laughs> and, and beyond. You know, what's I speaking of your dad, and I don't want to make this be about your dad, but we're going to make this be about your dad right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the craziest story you're able to tell us that your dad has told you? Uh, you guys want to hear a story about Jim the Anvil Night Art? Fuck yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So at the time, my dad was also doing talent bookings. So he was booking for Jim. So um, they were doing a show. I believe it was in West Virginia. So, oh, oh it's, a, it's a great start to the story right now. Let's do this. My favorite train wreck state is West Virginia. Yes. So what happens is um, they're doing a show there in West Virginia. So my dad has his own room and then Jim and then their uh, friend who's also working with Shondo's uh, sharing a room with Jim. So they're doing their thing. My dad can't sleep. So he turns on the news, right? It's like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. So my dad like turns on the TV, he's looking at it, right? And he's like, that looks like my motel. Well. What happens is uh, there's a story on the um, on the TV about a streaker. Mm. Oh, an overweight man oh, with Jesus. a red beard and red hair. Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> and my dad was like, "No," <laughs> he's like, "It can't be right." So. He calls Lashonda. Like, luckily, they didn't realize who it was, but they just gave the description because the like it was blurry. So, my dad calls Lashonda. It's a lot of graphics. Yeah. Use the blur bad man, right? Yeah. So, Jesus. So, um, yeah, because like the security camera had really bad quality, so they couldn't tell who it was. So, <laughs> nice. luckily for Jim, God rest his soul. Natty loves this story, by the way. So. What happens oh, is Natty, I love Natty. So what happens is fucking my dad calls Ashonda and he's like, Hey Ashonda, how you doing? And then she's like, I'm good, what's up, Vinny? She's like, I know much, just watching the news. She's like, Is Jim there? He she's like, he's in the shower. Why? He was like, ask him if he went for a little stroll. <laughs> <laughs> she said why? He, he, my dad was like, just ask him. So she asked him, she yells in the bathroom, Jim, did you go for a walk? He's like, yeah, I went to the car. I went to go get something. And then my dad was like, oh, okay. He's like, <laughs> my dad's like, ask him if he had clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, no. She, he's like, just ask him. She's like, She goes, she's like, Jim, did you have clothes on? He's like, no, I didn't think anyone was watching. I just went to the car to get something real quick. And then my dad was like... <laughs> Fucking ballsy. Do you know so, how drunk I have to be to even attempt that? And he did that sober. 
Mind you, he did that sober. <laughs> so my dad, my dad, my dad was like, "Well, tell Jim that he's on the fucking news and that he's lucky that they didn't ID him." <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. Canadians are weird, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. Slack's one of them. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> I'm just going to leave their doors open. They leave their doors unlocked. So weird, man. People just walk uh, in. Why would you do that? That's unsafe, man. It's, it, I don't know, man. Ugh. Who knows? That I, is, um, sorry to cut you guys up. Did I mention another uh, rib that I, uh, that I did on uh, one of my shows that I was working on? Now nah, let's do this. Final story. I want to hear his rib. It's better be good. Oh, this, this rib is fucking hilarious. So I'm working on an ECPW show, right? And, like, there's this tag team called the Boy Band. They come out to Don't Stop Believing My Journey, right? I hate so, them already. I hate them so much already. <laughs> what I happened? Love them so is, much already. They were in, like, the, like, I want to say they were, like, the fifth match on the card. So, what happens is the DJ gave their music to someone who was in the first match. Oh, so now man. they are now stuck with no music. So I go over to the DJ, me being the asshole that I am. And I'm like, Hey, um, the boy band doesn't have music. Um, have them come out to all the single ladies. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. So they came out to all the single ladies and they were Oh my! It was so funny. <laughs> like, did they, did they was, figure out it was you? Oh, they knew exactly who it was. They looked at me with like they gave me the fucking death stare. Like I was like in the ring. I was trying not to laugh because they know me so well. They know that's exactly something that I would do, and it was so like they were. They're like that's not our music. I was like trying not to laugh in the ring. So we get backstage. And like, it was so funny because like, they're like, Vinny, you mother. I was like, <laughs> I was like, the DJ gave away your music to Connor Riley over there, so I had to give you guys some kind of music. <laughs> that, that must be the perfect time to be a rep. You're like, they want to kill you. Like, oh, you can't touch the ref. Sorry, we got a match to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They wanted to fucking kill me. It was so funny. I was like, I was like, uh, 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 can't, can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you do like a Montreal screw job and then run out of there just to rip them again. <laughs> that that would have been funny. But um, later on that show, something actually pretty bad happened. But it was like, yeah. That's a story for another time. <laughs> yeah, story for another time. We do want to wrap this up right now. But first, we got to end it with uh, Match of the Week and King of the Night. So here's where we talk about our favorite match from this past week and then our favorite wrestler or person in wrestling from this past week. So we'll start with, uh, with you, Kate Murphy. All right. My match of the week is the Inner Circle versus the Elite from AEW. AEW is the best wrestling we've had all week. And my King of the Night is Matt Hardy. <laughs> okay, all right. Will, who do you got? Match of the week, King of the Night. Uh, match of the week is Charlotte Oscar. I didn't watch it, but I know it was on. It's just the match. This is the best match was on this week. So you were yeah, there too. Yeah. So so Charlotte Oscar. Um, and then King of the Night. I'll go with. Let me get some. 
I'll go with Gronk. Why not? Oh, that's shitty dancing, Gronk. All right. Uh, Ref Vince, what's your match of the week in King of the Night from everything that you've watched in wrestling this this week? Um, hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, probably, uh, I want to say Cameron Grimes uh, and uh, Keith Lee for the uh, North American title was really good. Um, it was last week, then, yeah. King of King of the Week, I'd probably say uh, Adam Cole. Maybe. I'll give you that. All right. Match of the Week is not even a match. It's going to be production. I'm going to give it to the entire AEW uh, performance that they did on their first empty arena show. I thought the whole thing was done spectacularly, so I couldn't just pick the match. I wanted to pick the entire production because I think they did everything pretty flawlessly um the one time they really won up wwe and the ratings actually really showed that even though wwe did go- do a good job with a recap show of a gargano and champa rivalry which i thought was really well done but there's nothing like a live performance show uh by the way also wwe network is free for the next three months for everybody um wait so is that, mean, is that mean you're gonna stop billing me or do i have to like change my subscription oh no we're still gonna bill you if you don't do anything all right, how do I do that? Let me check that. I don't know. We'll figure out. But anywho, my king of the night is going to the man with probably the most insane promo that I've that I've ever seen him do. It's probably going to be my favorite promo ever. Seth Rollins. Dude, that was Kevin a great Owens. promo. He was great. I didn't hate him this week. He absolutely destroyed Kevin Owens on the mic. And I've never seen Kevin Owens get owned like that almost ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By I like, yeah, I like the whole Monday Night Messiah gimmick too. That's really working for him. I just want him to be in a Pope hat and a Pope mobile. That's all that's all I'm waiting for. I like how he delivered that promo too. Like I don't like when he's yelling all the time. It's really it grates on my nerves. No, but this just, was the perfect promo. It was great. It sold the character a hundred percent. Absolutely sold the character and, and it told you what he was saving. And it was totally grandiose without being too over the top. It was believable. Like he made great points. Um, but you knew he was ridiculous, but you could kind of understand where he's coming from. And that's a great promo. That's a great mm-hmm. heel promo. That's a great promo in general. It is. I'm looking forward to Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I think that match is probably going to steal the show. <laughs> Yes, the empty arena is going to go absolutely wild. (laughs) Burn it down. Burn it down. All right, so (laughs) before we get out of here, first and foremost, Rep Vince, thank you for taking some time out of your busy, busy schedule during the coronavirus to come sit and chat with us. We are going to be kidnapping you whenever we go to Philly so we can get (laughs) cheesesteaks all the time. Hopefully I get to be on the show with you guys again sometime. This is fun. Oh. Absolutely. Whenever we need a ref, we're taking you to live events too. So whenever we will, <laughs> so whenever Will and I fight, I, 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 I have got a more stories. I, I can become the twenty four seven title holder. Uh we, we honestly, yeah, twenty four seven. We got us. Honestly, reference, we could have used you when we had Dave on the show, and me, Will, and Dave argued all the time. Dude, oh my <laughs> god, don't even get me started. <laughs> we definitely would have needed a ref to handle us. <laughs> oh my goodness. But where can they find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram at referee underscore Vincent underscore Cantoni. Uh, on Twitter, I am at capital R ref 
capital V, Vin, capital C, Cantoni. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Vincent Cantoni. You can send me a friend request, or you can like my uh, like page, Referee Vincent Cantoni. And I am on YouTube as Referee Vincent Cantoni. Man, simple man with simple pleasures. Thank you, Ref Vince, for uh, for being on the show. You are more than welcome. We are definitely going to have you back, and we are probably going to try to make it if that if that event does occur May 9th, Because honestly, I want some free cheesesteaks from Pat's. Um, so, with that being said, let's get this show on the road. Episode one hundred and ninety. All right, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kings of the Rings podcast, episode one ninety. What are we going to call it? I want to say something like referee, like what the false finish, down for the counts. The three count. What do you want to call this? Uh, I thought. What did I say? What did I say? It'd be in a show. One, two, three. I don't know. One. Two, we can't call it. We can't call it episode one ninety. One, two, three. Sure, we can. That's that's uh, gonna, that's gonna fuck uh, people up. How about the zebra? Because we all look like zebras wearing uh, white and black stripes. I'm down with that. All right, episode one ninety of a zebra. That's what we're okay. gonna call it. I yes, I am your zookeeper. Or, ding or, ding, or motherfucker. The, or the, the wrestling. The wrestling zebra sounds good. I mean, like. Ooh, I like yeah. that. The wrestling zebra. It sounds unique and exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So this is episode 190, the wrestling zebra, where our own personal wrestling zebra, the official referee of Kings of the Rings podcast, Ref Vince Ken Tony, Long Island's finest himself, uh, joined us on the show, shared some stories from the road, and I will never look at a picture of Jim Biangle Nightheart the same ever ever again i am king ricky rose you can find me at ambassador biggs we're um across all social media outlets obviously kings of rings podcast at kotr underscore podcast and wrestleatic radio is where you can find us each and every week um on thursdays by subscribing to wrestleatic radio on that spotify google podcast iheart radio um itunes wherever you listen to your podcast and follow wrestleatic radio social media at attic underscore wrestle on um Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio. I almost forgot all the shit. Um, WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Buy some of our merch. Our merch feels and looks awesome, as you can see when you listen when you uh, watch this on on All Access. We have free Patreon stuff coming out all week this week. If you haven't seen our two brand new episodes of Love and War, All Access will at some point. It's going to be Wrestle Wars. Watch the Thrones going to be coming out. Ring Shapes coming out and. A little surprise, I am finally, now that I have time being in quarantine, am going to bring back Tip of the Crown. Hey. I'm going to do my favorite. My favorite. <laughs> it's going to be my favorite tweets from before we went into quarantine. And of course, we are working towards episode 200. Uh, we're going to have more details on that probably next week because I'm getting a little bit long-winded and I want some Chipotle. So, Will Tarashock, how are you doing? Dude, I forgot. I didn't really remember what Tip of the Crown was. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> I totally straight up forgot. I was like, what the fuck was tip? Oh, yeah, it's tweets. the greatest thing you ever came up with. Uh, yeah, it was. And then it was just a bunch of Mr. Fred's tweets. Um, that was my legacy for a while. Yeah. It was. Yeah, Tears and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Uh, Kate Murphy, I love you. I love you. This is the wrestling Zipa, but I'm the queen bee. I'm going to bed. <laughs> You're not going to bed. No, I'm not going to bed. I can't even say I'm going to bed this time because it's 8.38 at night. I'm going to watch This Is Us and cry <laughs> and go back to my quarantine. It's the season finale. I'm going to tape Dark Side of the Ring so I can cry directly after I cry during This Is Us. 
or you can watch it on YouTube. We are going to be reviewing Dark Side of the Ring next week, along with another special guest. And hint, hint, folks, he's pretty phenomenal. And his letters do begin with A and J. But more on that when they come to the show. This has been KOTR underscore podcast, Kings of the Rings podcast, exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio. Goodbye, good night, see you later, and above all, fuck you, Slack. <laughs>